Halleluja. Halleluja. If, if God is good, shout Halleluja. Come on. Amen. We're going to go right into the word today. I'm going to ask you to open up your Bibles to the book of Genesis. Um, book of Genesis chapter 32, as you guys look for that. Or, and while you're looking for that, we're going to dismiss our life kids. Um, they're going to go out and they think they're going to have a better time than we are. But Genesis 32, starting at verse 26. Amen. Thank you guys for coming out of your igloos today. I had to go to work extra early today. It was 35 degrees. And like Pastor said, us, us, us SoCal people, we, we just don't, we, we're just not built for, for this kind of weather. But, but the Lord is good. God is good. And he helps us. Um, amen. You got to ask God for help when it's that cold. Amen. Because... Your bed is just like, no, don't go, you know, but <laughs> Genesis 32, verse 26, the Bible says, oh, just lost it. The Bible says, and he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Verse 27 says, and he said unto him, what is thy name? Turn to somebody and say, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob, verse 28 says, and he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. Let's pray for a second. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, Jesus, one more time for allowing us to be in this place, for allowing us to come together and worship you, to feel your spirit, and to, to experience you, God. We pray, Lord God, that through this word that you would just minister to somebody, touch somebody's life, Lord Jesus. Let us not leave this, this place the same way that we came in. We love you, Jesus. We magnify you. We give you all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name. Someone shout amen. amen. You may take your seats. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to, oh, they beat me to it. So I got to explain that really quick. <laughs> Some of you catching on already. But today we're talking about identity. We're talking about who God says we are and who you perceive to be. It's very important, amen? The, the Bible gives us a lot of examples of how God changes people's names. Um, God changes people's names to, to, because he's bringing them out from one situation into another. He's bringing them out from one uh, dimension into another dimension. So we see the example of Abram um, being, being changed to Abraham. And, and so Abraham, so now he's a father of many nations, amen? Um, we see the, that, that, they change, that God changes the name of Abraham. Uh, um, Sarah, because she's, she's now uh, to be a queen and, and a mother of, of nations. He, he changes um, Saul's name to Paul because he's no longer going to be somebody that's going to be chasing against his church, but now he's going to be a servant of God. Amen? So there's something important about identity. There's statistics that say that the, the highest, uh, the, the biggest growing 
type of crime is isn't just isn't people you know breaking into your house anymore or people breaking into your car but now it's it's identity theft identity theft is is the 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 largest growing type of crime in the world today because you know somebody they don't have to come to your house they don't have to come to your car they don't have to touch you they don't even have to see you they may not have even met you ever but Somebody from across the world and, or, you know, just across the street and in a basement can, you know, hack into your information and, and take something from you. But they're not taking your stuff. Rather, they're taking the, your potential for having stuff. Does that make sense? And so the enemy, he doesn't want your stuff. He doesn't want your things. He, he, he doesn't want your car. He doesn't want your house. He wants what you have access to. He doesn't want your things. He wants what you have access to. Amen. So today we're going to talk about a little bit of why it's so important to, to know our identity and to, to, to be safe in our identity. Because God writes the Bible and, and, and we know that the Bible is just God revealing himself to us. Amen. But we were made, we were created in the image of God. So as God is revealing himself, he's also revealing ourselves He's also revealing ourselves. The Bible says that, that the, the, the Bible is, is like a double-edged sword, and it cuts deep. It cuts deep because it's going to reveal what's on the inside. So as you, as you read the Bible, you come to find out who God is, but also you come to find out who you are and who God thinks you are. So I, I, I know I have to explain this. Some time ago, I, I was charged with a, um, not a crime. I was charged with, with setting up a service, and I had to set up a service, and so I had to text somebody uh, for somebody's number, because I, I didn't have their number anymore. I was, I was trying to get a, a, a piano player, and so I text them, and first time I text the number, uh, the person writes back and says, um, this, you got the wrong number. Um, don't text me again, please. Um, so then I reach out to another one of my friends, and I say, hey, man, do you have so-and-so's number? Because... Uh, I guess he doesn't have that number anymore. And so he, he, gives, me, he gives me his number. And so I, I send out a text and I say, hey, man, you, you know, uh, next month we're going to have this service. And these are the songs that we're going to do. We're hoping really bad that you can help us and, and you can play piano for us. And the, the young crowd can, can probably relate to me more on this. It, it's, it's a really awkward to get this text message back. Not this exactly, but the text message reads, new phone, who this? You guys ever get that text message? And so what we're going to learn today is how when the devil comes up to you and he tries to call you on your, old, on your old number, at your old address, and your old identity. See, because the devil has, he, he has a contact list. He has a contact list, and, 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 you know, sometimes on the weekends he gets bored and he says, you know, who can I bother right now? And so he just scrolls down this list, and, and he, he, he finds a name, and, and he's like, okay, I got this person's contact number. I know where they're at. Um, I have their location, and I, I have their contact info. Let, let me hit them up, see what they're up to. But in a new identity, in a new identity, you could be confident to know that the devil can't mess with you anymore. He doesn't know where you're at. He doesn't know. He, does, he, he, he doesn't have access to you. He doesn't have access to your things. 
And so if you ever get another message from the devil, it's not going to be from a number that you recognize. And you can text him back with this. New self, who this? I want to turn your attention to another passage of scripture. In, in, in the, and, and we're going to read about how um, we identify with Christ. Amen. And so when Christ was here on, on the earth, people doubted him. People doubted his identity. People doubted who, who he was. And so in the, in the book of Luke, we see how uh, Jesus had just fasted his, his, his 40 days and, and he had just been baptized um, by John. And, and, and the Bible s- speaks on how he went to, to be baptized and, and, you know, the heavens opened and, and, a, and a dove came down and, and and John saw a vision, and, and he heard a voice um, that, that God says that, and God says, this is my son, and, and who I'm well pleased. And after that, the Bible says that Jesus returns uh, to the synagogues, and he, and he starts, um, as, as there's a custom, he begins to read in, in the synagogue. So Luke chapter 4, verse 16 says, and he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. Where he had been brought up. Turn to your neighbor and say, it be your own folk sometimes. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. As his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written. This is Jesus reading to, to people who, who may not really know him that well. But they, they've seen him around. Jesus reads, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Verse 20 says, and he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and he sat down. Can you guys picture that for a second? Jesus reads this passage and he gives it to the MC. He gives it to Ulysses, and then he just sits down. Verse 22 says, And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which were proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is, this, is not this Joseph's son? You see, because Jesus obviously was born as, as a baby, and he grew up as, as a man here on earth. But Joseph... It isn't really his father. You guys know that, right? Because, because Christ was conceived uh, through the Holy Spirit. So, so, so Joseph raised him. He raised him as a man. But, but Joseph isn't really Jesus' father. But when people saw Jesus, they identified him as Joseph's son, the carpenter. The carpenter's son. That's the carpenter's son over there. What's he doing? I don't know. He's been in the wilderness for 40 days. We don't, we don't know what he's doing. But th- that's, that's Joseph's son. That's Joseph's son, and, and, and he's a carpenter, and that's, he's probably going to grow up to be a carpenter. Turn to somebody and say, I, I know who I am. I said, is this not Joseph's son? Joseph represents the earthly. Joseph was Jesus' earthly father. Amen? But we... we 
we studied a few, a few weeks ago how when, when Jesus was 12, the, the Bible says that he, he stayed back, in, uh, he stayed back in, in, in the synagogue and he stayed. And, and, and when his parents came looking for him, what, what did he say? He said, it, it, I need to be about my father's business. Because Jesus knew that his heavenly father was in heaven. And so people, people tell him, aren't you, aren't you Joseph's son? You see, sometimes in, in our lives, be, because of where you come from and because where you've grown up and the circumstances that you've had and the things that you've gone through, be, when people see you in, in, in a new position, in a new dimension, in a new light, maybe in a new ministry, aren't, aren't you, didn't you have like depression problems just a few weeks ago? Weren't you, uh, didn't you backslide? Aren't, aren't, are, are you back? <laughs> Come on, you've heard that before, right? You, you, because people, people, like to, people like to identify people as, as their circumstance. People like to identify people as their circumstance. Oh, that's, that's so-and-so, he, he's the drug addict. Oh, that's so-and-so, he's, he's the guy that's depressed. Oh, that's so-and-so, he, that's the dude with cancer. That, oh, oh, that's so-and-so. But, but today, we, we can know and, and we can be confident in that God doesn't, he doesn't identify us by our circumstance. You are not your circumstance. You are not your problem. You are not your disease. You are not your situation. You are not your shortcomings. That, that, that's not who you are. I know who I am in Christ. I am, a, I am a child of God. I am a son of, of the most high. My God is the king. And I, I know whose son I am. Hallelujah. Who the son sets free is free indeed. The, the, the song says, I'm a child of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. So we're going we're gonna to read a little bit more in Luke. The, the Bible says that, that, uh, That Jesus, he gets up and, and he starts talking to them. You see, he just he this this whole thing just went down, and and so Jesus says in verse twenty three, and, and he said unto them, Ye will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. Verse twenty four says, and he said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Say tell somebody again, it be your own folk sometimes. It be your own people sometimes in church that don't want you to succeed. It be people in your household that don't want you that they don't want you to, to move forward. Verse 25 says, But I tell you of the truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias. And so, so Jesus be, begins to bring up uh, other situations where, where it, that shouldn't have been the case. The exceptions, the exceptional people, the, the people that were special. And, and so Jesus is basically saying, just how these people are special, something special is happening right now. Tell somebody, I'm special. Not like that, but I'm special. But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias, but when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land, but unto none of them was Elias sent, save unto Sarepta, a, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Eliseus the prophet, and none of them were cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. You see, because not everyone gets to be on your level. Not everyone gets to go through your circumstance and get to your dimension. 
Not everyone gets to fight your battles and win your victory. Not everyone gets to have your test and have your testimony. And so Jesus, the Bible says, and rose up and thrust him out of the, they, 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 they rose up and they thrust him out of the city. The Bible says in verse 33, and in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee? You see, Jesus, he explains how he's special. And these people, they may not have, they may not have understood, but as he's walking out, there's someone outside that understands who Jesus is. As soon as he walks out, out of that place, the Bible says, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee? You see, the, the devil is watching your progress. And when, sometimes when people don't, they can't identify your progress, they can't see how, how much you've progressed, there's someone out there that's, that's watching you. They're watching for you to fall. They're watching for you to mess up. But if you can be confident in who you are in Jesus, if you can be confident in who you are in God, if you walk into a situation, those devils need to watch out. Because the Bible says that these, these demons, were, they were afraid of Jesus. They were identifying him and they were afraid. The Bible says that there was a, there was a couple of guys that tried to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. Right? And, and these demons, what, what are they telling them? We know, who, we know who Peter is. We know who Jesus is. But who are you? You have a reputation in hell. Did you know that? You have a reputation in hell. And you, you can build up that reputation by, by telling yourself who you are, reminding yourself that, that you're a child of God, that, that, that you're a victor, that you're a winner, that, that you're somebody special. And, and the demons have to fear you because of who you are, because God tells you who you are. And when you accept that, the demons tremble because you have found your identity. When you can be confident in who you are, the demons tremble because they know that you're identifying with Christ. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that, that Jesus is, 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 is walking and, and, and he casts out these demons. He, he casts them out. And the Bible says that he, he, that he keeps walking and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever. You see, when you take hold of your promises, you could even help your mother-in-law. Somebody say Amen. When you take hold of the promises, you get to be a help to other people. Because when you identify who you are in God, you're not, you're not just blessing yourself. You're blessing the people that are around you. Because when you, when you, when you find that, that you are blessed, you, you, you are blessed so that you can bless, bless others. When, when you find that, that you are a witness for God, you find that you are a witness to witness unto others. When you find that you're, that you're victorious in your battles, you find that you're victorious so you can help other people be victorious in their battles. So we have to learn who we are in Christ. John chapter 1 verse 12 says that I am a child of God. John 15, 15 says that I'm no longer a slave, but I'm a friend of Jesus. Romans 3, 24 says that I'm, I'm justified and I'm redeemed. That's who I am. Romans 8, 1 says I am free from condemnation. Romans 8, 7 say that I, I am free from sin. Romans 15, 7 says I am accepted. 
Corinthians 6 19 says that I am God's temple. 517 says that I'm a new creature. 521 says that I'm the righteousness of God. Ephesians 1:3 says that I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. Hallelujah. If you can find out who you are, then you can you can in turn bless others because it, when you learn who you are, you learn who God is and you learn how to bless other people. Hallelujah. We need to learn who God says we are. We know that the Bible, you know that the Bible is a love letter, right? Have you ever written a love letter? And you tell that person who they are to you. You say you're special. You're amazing. Mom, I'm just playing. But, but you, you tell that person that how much you love them and how much you care about them because, because of who they are to you. Because you're special to me. Because, because I, I, I want you in my life. Because I want to have a relationship with you. I, I, I want, you're, you're my friend. You're, you're, you're somebody that holds me up. You're, you're, you're amazing. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. You're special. I, I, you're, you're amazing to me. And so God is revealing who he is through his word. But he's also telling you all these things. He's also telling you through, through, his, through his word that, that he loves you so much that, that he died for you. That he, that he did die for you. He loves you so much that he wants you to be a member of his body. He loves you so much. Philippians 3.20 says that he wants you to become a citizen of heaven. He wants you to come move in with him. He wants you to be complete in him. God is telling us who we are. And oftentimes we read the Bible and we read of, of, of people that were special, people that did amazing things, people that did so many awesome and, and wonderful things. And, and we read of how Jesus did, performed all these miracles and, and, and he did all these, all these awesome and wonderful things. And, and, and we realize how great God is, but we fail to realize how, how special God sees us. So today I just, I just want to encourage somebody. For you to find your identity and, and, to, and to know that you're a special person in God. And when you realize your identity, you now have new power in your new identity. You see, because when people try to do identity theft, they want to assume your identity because your identity has access to things. Right? So when they want to assume your identity, they, they, want, they want your identity so that they can get into 24-hour fitness for free. They want your identity so that they can um, use your credit card because you have one of those crazy credit cards with, like, with, with no limits. And, and they want your identity because you have access to things that they don't have. And so today, I, I just want to encourage you, don't, don't let the devil take your identity. Don't let the devil take your identity. Don't let the devil rob you of who you are. And, and the, the Bible says that he is the accuser of the brethren. And so he's going to come to you and he's going to tell you, you you're, you're just a sickly person. You're just a sinner. You're just a drug addict. You're just a failure. You're just somebody who's, 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 who's always, who's always going to fall back. You're, you're never going to amount to anything. But God is telling us who we are, that we are complete in him, that we are raised up with him, that we are born again, and we are overcomers in him. We are more than conquerors in Christ because he loves us. Hallelujah. We, we know who we are in Christ because Christ loves us so much that he tells you that you are his son, that you are his daughter, that he loves you so much that he's given you a new name, a new identity. 
He loves you so much that he wants to give you a new identity. So there is something to this whole we have to die in order to be born again. Why do we talk about dying in, in church? Like, why, why do we have to die? Why do we have to die? Because the whole, the whole point is, isn't the death, but the whole point is to put that behind you. Put that, put that away from you. Put that, because you need to be born again. Because what's the first thing you do when, when a baby is born? You give them a name. So you need to do away with your old identity, with your, with your old lifestyle, with your old life, because God wants to give you a new name. God wants to give you a new identity. You are now part of a new family. You now have access to new things that the king has access to. You now have a new identity in Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody shout. Somebody say hallelujah. If you know you have a new identity in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we are raised up with Christ in a newness of life because we have a new identity. And back to our opening verse. God asks Jacob and he says, what? What is your name? And we know that God doesn't ask questions because he doesn't know the answer, right? But he wants Jacob to internalize that question and say, who am I? What's my identity? He says, I'm Jacob. I am a trickster. I am a usurper. I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a runaway. And God tells him, that's not going to be your name anymore. The Bible says that Jacob was, was struggling with God the whole night. I believe there's somebody in this place who's been struggling with God for a long night. Trying to find out who you are. Trying to find out, God, are you really taking me in? Do I really have a new identity? Am I really done with my old self? Am I really free from all those things that, that, were, that are chasing me? You see, Jacob was running away from a few things. And some of us feel like we're running away from a few things. And so, so Jacob fought, and, and I know that he, the Bible says that he fought because he wanted a blessing, but he also wanted just to do away with the things that were chasing him. He wanted to get rid of those old things, and he knew that the doorway into a newness was the blessing from God. And so he fought God so hard that God even broke him. The Bible says that he broke, but, but Jacob was still there. He, he still fought on because Jacob knew that he needed a new Identity. He needed a new blessing. He needed a, a new way to access. He needed to, to do away with those things. And so and so God tells him, That's you're no longer you're no longer gonna be Jacob. You're no longer that liar. You're no longer that trickster. You're no longer that usurper. You're no longer that runaway. But now you're gonna be a prince. Now you're gonna be royalty. You know that God calls you royalty? You are a royal priesthood. You're special. You're, you're a chosen generation. God has a new identity for you. We stand to our feet right now. God has a new identity for you. 
He has a new name for you. You, you know, when, when, you, when you marry somebody, when you get married, there's oftentimes a, an exchange of names or the wife takes, takes the name of, of, uh, of the husband. Or in, in old times, it, there, there used to be a joining of names because now these, these two families are now one. And so the people in this family now have access to, to the things that this family has access to. And so the Bible says that, that, we, that we are the bride of Christ. Amen? We are the bride of Christ. We, 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 we are to be wed with Jesus. And so Jesus, he, he gives his life for us. And he's, he is, he's the groom. And he's the one who... Who gives us the new name. And because he gives you a new name, you now have access to your new identity. Before I got married, I had horrible credit. My credit was so bad. It's still, it's still on the up, but it's still coming up. But, but thank God for my wife's good credit and her, her financial discipline. You see, because, because of the credit that my wife has, I now have access to, to new things that I didn't have access to before. See, I, I could roll up to the dealership and, and you, know, I, I can get, you know, I can get somebody to come and help me out look for a car. I, 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 I no longer have to rely on, on my old identity, on, on, on what I had access to in the past. But, but now that, that I have... That, that I've, I've come together with somebody who has credit, somebody who, ha, who has paid the price, somebody who's, who's, who's paid the price to, to, to have access to all these wonderful things. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus, he went before us and, and, he, and, and he fulfilled the law. He fulfilled the law because he had to fulfill the law so that when he died and paid the price, that, that check wouldn't bounce. And so, so he paid that check, and, and he paid the price for you, for me, for your, for your mom, for your dad, for your neighbor, for your, for your classmate. He, pay, he paid the price for your co-worker. He paid the price for everyone because, because his checkbook is, is, is big enough for everyone to join his family. His kingdom is big enough for everyone to join his family. He has, he has eternal credit. The Bible says that he is our advocate. And so, so when, when, we go, when we go to collections court and, and we have to pay our dues, the, the, the Bible tells us that Jesus, he steps out and, and he advocates for us. He, said, he says, I'm going to pay for that. I, I got that covered. And, and you don't have to worry about it because my blood paid the price for that. And you now, you now have access to what I have access to. Come on, somebody shout. Somebody, somebody give God praise because we now have access to the things that the king has access to. You now, have, you now have a new name. You now have a new identity. You now have a newness of life, a newness of spirit. I know who I am. I am a child of a king. I've been adopted into a royal family, into a royal priesthood. I've been adopted and I've been taken in by, by the God who, who, who created everything, by, by the king who rules over everything, by the, by the God who owns everything. I now now have a new identity in Christ. Someone shout hallelujah. Someone shout amen. Hallelujah. Come on, can you worship Jesus for just a few moments? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. Come on, somebody needs to know that today. God is for us and he's not against us. And we are who he says we are. Oh, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. Yes, Jesus. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. See, I am chosen. For those of you who you feel like you've been struggling, you feel like you've been struggling all night and to, to find, you've been struggling with God and saying, God, what, what is going on? And, and I'm trying to serve you and I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing, and, but, but I, can't find to, I can't find that breakthrough. I can't find that door that I'm supposed to go through. I believe that right now is the moment that God is telling you that he's going to change your name. He's going to change your identity. Because you, the only thing you have to do is, is accept the new identity that Christ has given you. So once you find somebody to pray with and, 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 and speak, uh, speak a, a new identity over their life. Speak, speak something new over their life. You are free. You are, you are, you are blessed. You are forgiven. You are saved. You are, you are highly favored. Come on, somebody in this house has, has been battling. Somebody in this house has been has been been chased by their old circumstance by their old problems by their old sin and God is telling you today that you are no longer that person you are no longer that situation you are no longer that disease you are no longer that situation if you can stand up boldly today and say I am healed I am healed I am forgiven I am a child of God I have a new identity in Christ. Can you, just, can you just claim that over somebody's life right now? I have access to the promises of God because I am a child of God. I am favored by the King. I am favored by God. Oh, see, I am chosen. I am chosen. 